Ladies and gentlemen, what a fun episode this was. Uh, it was highly politically incorrect. We take on everything from Oprah to Obama, uh, Bill Cosby. I guess some sports announcers have made some what the media is claiming racist comments, so we dive into that. We even dive a little bit into uh, virtual reality, something that we know nothing about, but uh, we give you our take on it anyway, and overpriced coffee, too. Uh, this was a fun episode. Jeff and I didn't always agree on everything, so that, that back and forth was a lot of fun. So anyway, we hope that you enjoy. Talked a lot of nonsense, but we had a good time doing it. Now we're here with you. Okay. We're ready? Three, two, one. Poof. We're here. Big Honker Lodge, Studio A. Live from the A room. This is the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. www.stanfield, S-T-A-N-F-I-E-L-D. Hunting.com, StanfieldHunting.com, and by Columbia Outdoors, which one day we will get an advertisement from them. Probably not. They got shitty stuff. Oh, they bullshit. Their shirts are excellent. I hate them. You can't iron them. That's what your wife does. You're not supposed to iron. You can't. There's no way that you can iron all that All that. You garbage. buy this, the tahini or tamini or whatever this is, you don't have to iron them. Oh, no. Bullshit. The yeah. ones I've got, you got to iron all the time. This is the new ones they have, and you don't have to iron them, just like I'm wearing right now. Uh, They've got some really cool shoes out. They got two pair of shoes coming out that are really cool. They make a great product. Other than ironing, if you had someone iron for you, you'd wear their shirts. They make great. No, they make a great product. I, I don't fish. Great, great, great product. You see people all the time that don't fish wearing them. They're imposers. They're they're imposters. What about Sika? Sitka. Yeah, or Sika. Uh, that's a lot of bandwagon jumpers. That's why I'm not Sitka either. It's overpriced. I wear Filson. Overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> You don't think Filson's overpriced? No. How much was a blanket? Uh, well, I'm on their... Not I'm talking on, about because you're on their pro staff. Just how much is their... What's a blanket? Uh, I think it's like 400 bucks. 400 dollars for a blanket. It's freaking wool. I sleep in that sucker a lot, and it I did. froze I froze my ass up off in See? Oklahoma with it. It works. No, it didn't. I froze. No. Oh, uh, yes, it did. Everybody was froze. We live, here, here's a story. Our goose camp in Oklahoma, we, we, we live in a barn dominium. Great people. It's a great deal. And we had some heater problems this year. The problem with the heater was we didn't notice the heater was out. Back up from your mic a little bit. Okay. Is that better? Yes. I didn't notice. We didn't know that the heater was out until it got cold in December time. And when it was cold, we went in that, what was it, 46 degrees in there one night? Yeah, it was brutal. Oh, it was cold, cold, cold. It might have even been lower than that. I don't know how the pipes didn't freeze. Well, the, the Filson did not do a very good job, but Filson makes a great product. Filson did a great job. It's a great product, and I highly recommend them. I like, I, I collect old vintage stuff, everything from my wife to my house is full of antiques. Everything we have is old and vintage, and I love stuff like that. And that the, the Filson, I forgot the name of the blanket exactly, fits that. Mackinac blanket. Mackinac blanket fits that perfect. It's the same blanket they had back in the trader days. Mm-hmm. The whole Filson, the whole Filson vibe is is old school roots, kind of you know down home ancestry type shit. I'll tell you what I'd really like to have, and I'm going to get me one before I die. Is I'm going to get me one of them old Jeep Wagoneers that had the wood panels on them, like you see in the the Terry Redland photos. Yes, yeah, some, something like that. One day I'm gonna have me something like that. It seems like a gas guzzler. I don't care if I had a, if if I had the kind of money that this if I had a lot well, how of much money. Did, first, how much do they cost? Oh, to get one probably nice redone, probably thirty thirty five thousand. You could do that. Oh, I know, and that's one of my goals is to have one of those one day. I don't know why you want to, but you could do it. Just to have, I would have if I had a lot of money. I would surround my stuff with neat old things. Not new shit, not this newfangled stuff. I would have a lot of. I'd have me a new flat screen TV, another one. 
which I've got that now. Yeah. But I would have my well, you, you know, all the kind of stuff I like. I like old decoys. I'd like to have me an old. I'd like to have an old birch bark canoe. A what? Old birch bark canoe that the Indians made. I never heard. And of you those. see my fat ass in a canoe? Hell no. But I'd still no. like to have one. I'd like to have an old wooden Chris Craft boat. Mm. I just like old things. No, well, that's fine. I'd like to have a no barn. I'd like to have a barn next to the house with all my old stuff in it and a TV and a couple recliners in there and my desk and be my office. You'd have an interesting office when people walked in. That's what people come in. They'd be, wow, that is neat stuff. I have people around here all the time like the neat stuff. Yeah, you will. Your wife. So are you are you going to keep all this stuff when I die or are y'all going to sell all this crap of mine? The Indian you've got is going. No, that's cool. So that that won't be a problem. Matt Sullivan will buy it because he wants it now. He tells me all the time. I don't know. Most of the stuff will I'll, – I'll probably keep most of it. Zach or Payne can have the Indian. You don't like the Indian? No. There's no. It's too. It's too. It's too. Uh, too gaudy. That's not gaudy. It's too you gaudy. Don't appreciate old. Wouldn't Indian go stuff. anywhere. I'll oh, give, my phone just went off. Sorry my, about that. My grandkids would love it. That's why I'm gonna give all my stuff to anyways. It is the. Uh, uh, if if you've watched our, any of our Facebook lives, uh, we get we give away just a ton of crap this time of year. Anyway, we got some new tumblers in, and uh, we gave those away last week, and that was one of the winners. So that was what that was about. Um, sending his address. So um, if you're listening, follow us on all of the social media channels: Facebook, Instagram. Don't have a Twitter, probably uh, might ought to, but it all all the all the handles are the same. You can find us at Stanfield Hunting Outfitters on Facebook, Instagram. Um, so we give away a ton of stuff. So. Hunts from hunts to merchandise, uh, a lot of cool stuff. So, anyway, uh, that's where that came from. Anyway, back to old stuff. Yeah, I don't. Uh, my house would be all modern if I had all the money in the world. That's absolutely boring. Like, I'd have TVs coming out of the wall, coming out of the ceiling. It'd be it'd be a sight to see. But I don't know about that. Like the outside would be uh, like like. Uh, like colonial type, if you can say that word now. So people go from a beautiful older home and they walk in to, and to total, shit. It'd be totally modern. Oh, they would hate that. They wouldn't. Yes, they do. There'd Nobody be balconies. That crap. There'd be a pool. People don't. People don't give a shit as long as there's a pool. Like hell yeah. Let's let's you talk. Can't, you can't. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe colonials racist now too. It Everything's could be. Racist. Yeah. Last night the Thunder Oklahoma City Thunder played a basketball game, and the announcer hollered. Or was was talking about uh, Russell Westbrook, and said he's out of his cotton picking mind, and that is an issue today because that's racist. And that's Are they gonna compl- fire him? They say they're not, but who knows? It's just typical bullshit that we live in this world today with all this politically correct shit. But he didn't mean it as a Man, as a racial slur, did he? Hell no! He had twenty rebounds in the game. He was giving the guy a compliment because he was playing out of his mind. Oh, I thought he did something like like a, a foul or something. No, no, no. He was playing great, and he says he's playing out of his he's cotton picking mind. Huh. They're just stupid. What like what are they saying about the guy? Oh, they're just saying he he needed to, he went and apologized today and said that he didn't mean it in a racial overtone. And but even that to be a, a that's that's so was stupid. Rest, was Westbrook pissed? Oh, I don't have a clue. I wonder if he heard about it. Oh, I'm sure they did. They're making a big deal out of it, but they make a big deal of crap all the time like that. Hmm. People are too damn sensitive. We need some thicker skin in this world. Well. I mean, that, that that is so not racist. There are lots of racist terms. It's a little racist. That's nothing racist about that. There, every it's every person little. you ask, every old person around where we live, we live in Knoxville, Texas, small mm-hmm. town, and you ask all, everybody, all colors, whites, browns, blacks. If we had any people that are that are Chinese, ask them, and they'd all tell you the same damn thing. If they grew up out here in the early 1900s, they picked cotton. There was a depression. We didn't have welfare. If you didn't work, you ate. You didn't eat. You were hungry. So these people, and, and, and cotton pick in mind. I, I just don't. I don't know. You know they've had cotton started in Egypt in 5000 BC. This pissed yeah. me off today, so I looked this shit up. So in 5000 BC, who the hell was picking cotton in 5000 BC? The Egyptians. That probably, and you think they had slavery? Probably so. Definitely. That's right. They built some damn pyramids with it. Yep. You well, know, that the, if you ask your brother, that's the aliens. Well, he's an idiot sometimes. We disagree on some stuff. That that wind farms. But so you're telling me that 
I'm telling you, it's, pro- it's a little racist. So it's racist. It's a little. So racist. the Egyptians should be pissed too. There wasn't a, there wasn't a, a, a an entire you know rise of a country off of, off of this. What do you mean a rise I, of a country? I'm just telling you, people are sensitive to this freaking issue, and when you say shit like that, it's going to provoke a response, especially in today's society. But why aren't the Egyptians mad? Go back to that. Listen, they were the first slaves. Listen, or, or, or were they the slaves, or was it the Romans that were slaves? Huh? Who were the slaves that the Egyptians had? Probably other Egyptians. Oh, they had they had the Roman Empire took over most of Egypt, right? I don't know much about history, but that far that's too well, far why back. Why would the Romans be slaves? Who, who was the slaves though? The Egyptians. The Egyptians were. The other Egyptians, Egyptians were slaves. So the other Egyptians, and I'm sure we are butchering this up, and some history major is going to be that's like, okay. "You dumb masses don't know what you're talking about." That's all right. So, anyways, whoever was slaves back in 5000 BC on the Nile in Mesopotamia, whoever that was, those people. They should be as upset as as the NBA player is. Well, they're not. Okay. What about the Chinese railroad worker? They were slaves. They didn't say they anything. But he cotton? didn't say anything about the real rail, rail, railroad. So next time someone says uses the word train, should Chinese people get upset? I'm sure they are. Shit. <laughs> so they're too busy working, not raising hell about stuff. We are to the point. Everybody's a victim. How can you be a victim over this? There's nothing to be a victim about. He said, cotton picking mind. Mm-hmm. People are pussies. That's the problem with this world. I'm going to tell you right now. People in this country are pussies. The greatest generation is, is dying before our eyes right now. My grandfather just passed away two months ago. The greatest generation fought in World War II, fought for our freedom, got, built houses on the GI Bill, I mean, they were the first people to break out and really do something, and they built this country. And they would be embarrassed at the pussies that we have raised. I would agree with that. I mean, that's a cotton-picking mind. I'm just saying people are a little bit sensitive to that sort of thing. But, yes, uh, people, you know, I think people do need thicker skin, obviously, on a lot of issues. I'm just saying somebody's probably got a gripe with this cotton picking thing. Okay, let me ask you this. If Jesse Jackson mm-hmm. would have been calling the game mm-hmm. and he just said, Westbrook's out of his cotton picking mind. He can say that. Why? Well, It's, it's still racist, isn't I'm it? I'm telling you, it's the world we live in. How, how is the word racist for one people to use it and not racist for someone else to use? I don't know. I mean, I've never understood that. Well, that's that's the way it is. A black comedian can get on stage and, and use can, the N-word all day long. say it all the time. But I promise you, if Jeff Foxworthy got on stage and said the N-word, they'd be raising hell. Hundred percent. It's bullshit. Well, but they can make fun of white people. Hell, I make fun of white people. If people make fun of me, I had a lady one time at the gas station got mad at me, and she said, "Yo, fat ass, really, lady, you're gonna hurt my feelings. You're gonna do a lot better than that." What if she'd have called you a white fat ass? I wouldn't have given a shit either way. What she said, I'm white and I'm a fat ass. Oh. It didn't bother me. I know. I've got a mirror at my house. I can't, I know every time I buy clothes, I got to keep putting more X's on them. I know how big I am. So <laughs> people are too damn sensitive about shit. Yeah. But I think cotton picking mind is absolutely ridiculous. And it's the world we live in. And I bet the guy loses his job before it's all said and done. Not this year. The season just started, didn't yeah, it? No, it just ended. Season's over. The season ended already? basketball. They're starting playoffs now, which takes four months. Really? Yeah. I'll be damned. You're not much a basketball fan, huh? No. But I can tell you this, when I was a kid, they had a Monday night football game and Howard Cosell. Monday night football used to have a great team. It was Dandy Don Meredith, Howard Cosell. And God dang it, with the other guy that played that died that had the wife and he had the affair with the stewardess. What's the guy's name? Played for the Giants. What Some bitch? The guy played for the Giants. Was famous from Notre Dame. Lawrence Taylor. No hell, it's a white guy, old one. I can't remember his name. Anyways, He's- his wife was Kathy Gifford, Frank Gifford. God dang, I'm losing my mind. Anyways, there was the team. They were on Monday Night Football, and Alvin Garrett, me growing up being a Redskin fan, was playing on Monday Night Football, and Alvin Garrett caught two or three long touchdowns, and he was running a ball back or a punt back, and Howard Cosell said, "Look, what, look at the little monkey run," and they they raised hell about it, and and that to me, I can see where that would come off as racist. That is definitely a lot more than cotton picking. Yes, line. but Howard Cosell isn't a racist. And he said he called his grandkids that. He didn't mean monkey. it that way. That's what he said. He said he called his, <laughs> called his grandkids little monkeys all the time. And that's what he meant. And, and, and in my heart, <laughs> Howard Cosell, that's what he meant by that. He didn't mean it to be racist. This guy calling for the thunder, I wouldn't know who the hell he is. I don't even know his name. I don't really care because yeah. I'm not a basketball fan. But when he come out and said it, 
from what everybody says about him, he's a good guy, stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't thinking. I never even thought of it being a racist term until I heard someone bitch about it today. I've heard that term a million times in my lifetime. That They said cotton picking because they didn't want to say, you're out of your fucking mind. So they said cotton picking instead. He didn't want to say Westbrook is out of his fucking mind? Oh, probably not. They probably would have fired him for that shit. No, they probably wouldn't. They'd probably give him a award for that. Look at the little monkey run. Now, the hired Cosell did say that. I remember that. You mm-hmm. Google it and look it up. Look at the little monkey run. That's exactly what he said. That is. You, you would definitely get fired if you said that today. No, no. Only the if you're little, a white person. I don't know. That's, that, that, if Ray Lewis said it, calling on Monday Night Football game or whatever he was on, they wouldn't say nothing about it at I all. I bet they would. I bet I they would reprimand so. him. Nah. It's double standards. Yeah, Trump is racist now. Well, he yeah, has he been. Never since, was. He never was. He has been he, since he ran as Republican. As a Republican president. Yeah. He wasn't 30 years ago, though. No. I'm not a racist at all. I like everybody, and I dislike everybody that's ever color there is. I mean, I'm pretty equally about that. If you're a dumbass, I don't have a lot of use for you. But people use racism as a crutch for anything they can't do. It's because of race. And. I don't believe. I do believe that there was times in our life where there was white privilege. It is not now in 2017, 18, 19. Mm. There's no white privilege. If you want to accomplish something, I don't care what color you are, you can accomplish it. All you got to do is work hard, set some goals, get you an education. You can do anything you want to do. I think part of that is people don't. Uh, people are always looking for an excuse to anything. You know, I'm not here because of this. I'm not. I'm not where I want to be because these people are holding me back. And I don't I don't think that there's a, a level of accountability in today's society um, among among all races. Um I think everybody's looking for a crutch and there's always somebody else's it's it's always somebody else's fault that you're not where you want to be in life. And I think I think that might just be the the generation that we're in. I I I believe that. Look look at um Welfare, and we can't go back all the way on it, but I'm, I'm going to touch on welfare a minute. I don't know exactly what, what when welfare started all the way. Was it 1964 with LBJ or something like that? But no, it was probably the Depression. They didn't have they didn't have welfare then. People were starving. I understand that, but I think that there was a program after that they got started. There may you be. Yeah, you had the. Uh, I don't know. Well, the who, work program? No. The the villages that people lived. Uh, the, God dang it. I can't think of it now. It's been a long time. They day. had a work program under FDR, one of them, where they built... Hoovervilles. Wasn't that what they were called? Hoovervilles. I've never the little tent cities that everybody built. Like Central Park was full of tents. But were the government paying for I those tents the government to be there? was paying for that. And they were feeding so, them all. I think so. Okay, well, see, I, I bet you if you'll look back in history to when we, we started... We need a producer here that can look this shit up for yes, us. Yes, we, we're low budget still. We're going to be there one day. But you, you take a look at the people that are living in these, as you said, these tent cities back then. Mm-hmm. One, there's something happened in our world, in, our, in the United States of America, mm-hmm. where people started becoming dependent on the government. Before that, there wasn't. And there was a work yeah. ethic. And if we've gotten farther down that chain, whether it's been 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, we're at the point now where that chain is about to break. It's because you're in the third generation of, of things going way too easy. We're past the third generation probably. Exactly. But you have, you've had 70 years of growth for the most part. You've had a couple hiccups along the way. But things in America have, have progressively gotten better over the past 70 years and better. Nobody knows how to do anything anymore. Like people are people are pissed off when their when their Starbucks takes too long. You think somebody in the thirties would be pissed off because Starbucks took an extra five minutes in the drive through line? If somebody in nineteen thirties would have had to pay fifty cents for a cup of coffee, they'd shot themselves. Not much not not can't not imagine paying eight bucks for a cup of coffee. But just but that, that that's right. But these kids I see the difference between my three boys. Andy's our oldest, Payne's our youngest. We've got them spread out over 10 years, five years in between each one. Our youngest son comes from a whole different world than our oldest son did. Now, when when Andy was younger and I was younger at the same time too, I could relate more to him and things going on because it wasn't that far that I was, it wasn't that long ago that I was that young. Nowadays, I have zero in common with a 16-year-old kid. Unless yeah. we have the same interest to play golf, to hunt or fish. Other than that, I don't know nothing about music, 
movies i mean anything that and it's just a generation gap but that generation is so i guess it's an age of technology oh 100 percent they don't know how to talk they don't know how to communicate with people everything's done on a phone they would rather text than call in your business you've seen that just in the hunting business i've got a lot of customers that i don't ever speak to until i see them at the lodge it's just texting and emailing the whole time all the time so the guy emails you in april says hey i want to bring out six guys won't ever pick up a phone i was got sold a hunt to guy louisiana the other day for 12 people for three days in oklahoma never have ever met the guy in my life and every one of our business transactions has been a text from the first time he sent me a he he sent me a text uh-huh. he got my number from another guy that hunted with us, and he asked me a few questions and we went from a few questions was on how many people can I bring, do you have these dates open to yes I want to book it uh-huh. to here's a picture of my credit card for deposit I mean it was just I have not spoke to this man yet. Do you think? Um, I just threw my phone down and got here in the microphone. Uh, do you think that that hurts in like the long term kind of business or like building a relationship? You know, we've got so many guys over the last 20 years that have hunted with us two, three times a year. They come out and we've built a relationship over over the course of those years. Do you think that it would be hard? Do you think with modern technology and you don't speak to these guys until they get here, do you think it, it, it's going to be harder to build those long term relationships? I, I think more of the people that are in this technology age are more about instant gratification, and if you don't have a good hunt, they'll, be, they'll go somewhere else. They'll go somewhere else. Where the guy before, if he hunted with you 10 times, they had one bad hunt, it was just a bad hunt. Right. But these guys here, you hunt nine times in a row, and they have a great hunt that 10th year, they have a bad hunt, and next year they're going to be looking for somewhere else. I think that's going to be some of the things we're going to see. I think it's that way with everybody. People go do business at a dry cleaners forever, and they have one bad deal, they go somewhere else. There's not, there's not a lot of loyalty anymore in the world. But there was a long time ago. It used to be real. People were very loyal. Like uh, my my best buddy, uh, Falks. He was he was a previous guide for us. He did afternoon duck hunts, uh, and he has he has become my closest friend. Uh, I talk I I text him. I don't ever talk to him. I text him literally from the time I get up. My wife can testify to this. From the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I'm in constant communication with him. He comes down, stays. He stays down here every Thanksgiving. That is the only time I hear his voice. Is Thanksgiving, crazy. You, you don't ever talk any other time. Never talk to him any other time. Anyway, what? Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. But uh, oh, I know his his dad, Falks' dad, was uh, uh, an executive for McDonald's, and he used the same dry cleaner his entire career for like thirty years. It was actually, uh, or no. It was uh, a tailor. Yes. It was Rob Deerdick's dad. And that's a guy from Ridiculousness, right? Ridiculousness and, and other things. Use he that was his tailor for twenty or thirty years. But he's kinda he's kind of that generation, probably born in the I don't know, how how old do you think Greg is? Probably born in the fifties, maybe? I would say Greg's probably sixty five, probably ten so years younger than dad. Born in the forties then? Mm, mid fifties. You're not real good with your math. I don't know what year. Nineteen fifty to fifty five, I would guess. Loyal to a fault. Very loyal. Way same to race. And he and I think I think uh I think he does the same thing. Fox tells me he does the same thing like every morning. Like wheat toast two pieces of wheat toast, over easy egg. He doesn't do But I don't much. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's gonna be this generation. I think it's gonna be you got one shot and in the hunting business that's got that's kind of a scary proposition. Do you think that – so you don't think that will change ever again? That they'll be more loyal? Yes. No. I don't think so. Not as long as technology is here because we it is such an instant instant gratification type of deal. You know, you want something – look at Amazon. You can order something Amazon Prime and you can get it here tomorrow. If you live in the big city, you can probably get it same day. They don't know about waiting. We live out here in the boondocks, uh, so it, it's – four or five days anyway, but I think like their same day delivery in New York and shit. A friend of mine bought a kegerator, ordered Mm -hmm. it on Tuesday. It was his house on Wednesday in Knox City. What? Yep. Huh. Saw it yesterday. Ordered it on Tuesday morning. On Wednesday it was his house. FedEx delivered it to him. But no, I don't don't think, I think with this gender, I think think just people that are coming up, I think there's going to be 
I think there's I think there's already a drop in like sports and outdoors just because. I mean, I, th- I think like you said, people are such pussies that that I think a lot of kids are not gonna are not gonna do sports just because of it takes. It's not instant. What? Well, and ba- base, baseball's baseball's got to go. I'm not a baseball fan. I hate baseball. Three hours is entirely too long. Baseball is going to take the biggest hit because that's such a boring game. But three hour football game, you don't mind? Not mm, on either. If it's a team I like, like the Packers, I'll watch three hours. You'd watch eight hours. I don't know about that. I got shit to do. I'm a busy you man. You would too. Time. NFL red zone. That's that's changed the way we watch football. Oh yes, that's don't constant do- action because fantasy football. Well, yeah. If it wasn't for fantasy football, the NFL would be in big trouble, too. I think they already are. Well, I, I do also. But I think they'll, they're more—they're going to survive more than basketball or baseball will. Mm-hmm. Sports well, are. Well, yeah. Ba- I, th- I think baseball is at the uh, at the end. Eh, I don't know about that. Don't, because it's, it's not America's pastime anymore. We yeah, but it hasn't been on. a pastime for a long time. But it's still a rich – it's a rich kid sport now. That's where it's changed. <laughs> well, and I think uh, – I haven't watched the game this year, so I, you know, you can you can check my facts on this, but like, how many of are are any baseball players even from America anymore? Oh, there's some. But it's a rich white kid sport, or a rich. No, I shouldn't say rich white kid sport. It's a rich yuppie sport. It's the inner city. It's not the inner city kids. It's the suburban kids whose moms and dads take them to bat and practice and the all year special long. teaches. It's not a, it's not a baseball. summer deal like it was when I mm. grew so, up. Our middle son played that damn traveling baseball. and played sixty games one summer. And that was freaking brutal. Make you want to pull your toenails out, and those moms, gosh, a mighty. There's two. There's three crazy women in the world. There's a soccer, or not soccer mom. There's a cheerleader mom. They're batshit crazy. There's a mm-hmm. little league baseball mom. She's really batshit crazy. And there's a redhead. And they're really fucking crazy. And a redheaded baseball mom really that has nuts. a cheerleader. Oh shit, for a they're really crazy. All three of them. Oh man, that's a that's the bat. That's a trifecta of craziness. Mm. But but the the kids the inner city kids play basketball like the, like the kids that play soccer in Mexico and stuff in the foreign countries they don't have a lot of money but they got a ball. But that's a poor kid's sport. That's a poor kid's sport. Basketball is the same way. Kids can go to the inner city basketball. Right, other, just a basketball and a hoop. But when I was a kid growing up, you saw kids playing basketball, but there was a lot of kids playing baseball still or football. You drive through the neighborhoods now, you don't see kids playing football. We used to play football in the front yard every day. You don't see kids in the neighborhoods. No, they don't. The sound when I went. Growing up in the 70s and the early 80s, you could go outside of your house at any time in the evening time. If it was after school in the wintertime or in the fall or if it was summertime, and you could hear America. It was kids playing. It was dogs barking. It was screaming, different kids' music, noises. You go outside now, and it's like being in a library unless you hear traffic. Do you think that – I mean – I've got a three-year-old now, and I would be afraid to let him out if I if I lived in a bigger city. So, do you think that it's it's that, or do you think that we're seeing because we are so connected with Facebook and everything, uh, we see all these horrific events, kids being taken, drugs? Do you think that has a factor to do with it, or do you think kids are just wrapped up in their own little? iPad world. I think kids are both. You think parents are afraid to let their kids out? Yes, I think both. Hmm. I think that's the biggest problem we have. Uh, I don't, the, I don't it, know to, but 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 do you think that that your generation had the problems like we do as far as kids being taken and y'all just didn't see it? Oh, I, I think so. I think we had the same problem. You think the same amount of kids got taken every year? No, not even close. Them. I'm trying to trying to. My damn phone won't go off. Um, I think, excuse me just a minute. I think that we're seeing kids today are in more danger than they ever were growing up before because they have too much communication with older people. You take a, a 15, 16, 14, 15, 16 year old girl and she can get on her phone and she can chat, message, Instagram, Facebook. Someone that she shouldn't be talking to. Before mm-hmm. the parents had a little bit more of a, a control on that. There was one phone in the house. One phone on the house, and some a lot of people had two. When I grew up, people had usually there was a children's phone and say that in the phone book. So and so adult, and then they had children's phone. They had their own phone, but parents they they're on the phone at the house. 
They weren't sending yeah. naked pictures. They weren't sending. I mean, they it was just a controlled environment. Nowadays, kids go outside. They can they they don't have to go outside. They get on that phone and they got all the world in front of them right there. Mm-hmm. And they can meet certain places and do stuff. They couldn't they couldn't do all the planning they could do now. And if you weren't with your friends, you didn't know what your other friends were doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you didn't have a clue what was going on now. It's instant. Hey, Bill's parents are out of town. Let's go to his house. And boom, there's 100 kids over there. And it's just it's too much. So, yeah, kids are in more danger than they used to be because they're, acclim- they're, they're, they're exposed to too much stuff. Yeah, probably. I mean, and I really believe that. Kids are exposed to way too much stuff that they weren't exposed to 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. When did you start texting? You're 30 years old. When, how old were you when you started texting? Se- 17. 17 years old. So we've only had texting in our country 13 years probably. And you got pissed. About texting? Yeah. We Did didn't, I? We didn't have the plan. I thought it was stupid. No, Zach ran up the phone the phone bill. Oh, he sure did. I forgot. He got two big phone bills in a row. How big were they? Like 900 bucks? Yeah. All for texting. Yeah, he guided basically one winter just to pay for his texting bills <laughs> after I told him not to. Yeah, and mom t- finally got on to me and made me get the $50 the unlimited text. Unlimited texting. And now we've evolved to unlimited data. Yes, because I used to hate the data packages also. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's next that they're going to make cheaper for us. Uh, virtual reality. I don't even do nothing in virtual reality. You're going to. What am I going to be in doing? The next, you're going to be... Uh, People are going to sell you a experience. You're going to have special glasses that go over your face, and you're going to be watching the Redskins from the 50-yard line or something like that. that I'm going to tell you right now, next. I will be all over that shit. That will be the way to go. That's what's coming next, 100%, That and you better get ahead of the curve. Well, there's going to be a lot of fat Americans. People are going to pay, put put these glasses on, and they're going to be on they're going to be on the hunt with us. That's awesome. That's what's going to happen next. So how, how how does that work on our end of the deal? You better figure it out. You better start now. So they just you just put a camera up in the spread and yeah, and live stream it or yeah you live stream it. That's what's going to happen next. You're going to be uh, I mentioned Falks earlier. Um, one of my closest friends. He's going to put on his glasses. I'm going to put on my glasses and we're gonna. He's gonna. It's going to be like he's sitting in this chair across from me, and we're going to talk. That's what's coming next. Virtual reality. VR. Have you ever seen anything about VR? That's what Well, I've seen it. We've got a pair of the damn things mm-hmm. that you can, you're in a scary room and you're on a roller coaster right. and stuff, but that's, but that's the next level of it is next. actual going to sporting you're events gonna, and being you're involved. Gonna be, you're going to be there. That's interesting. See, we're, it's another part of America we're missing out or the and world's then, missing out And on. then they're going to sell TVs that way. So you just thought the TVs were done because how could they possibly give you more graphics? You got 4K now or whatever. It used to be 1080p. Now it's 4K. That's what's next. Well, I can tell you about TVs. Today, we are we are moving our room. We're cleaning. My, my wife's cleaning out our house, basically, from the kids being out and all this. And so she's cleaned a room out today. And we had an armoire in there that we've had since 1920-something years. I don't know what it is. And we have a TV that was in our living room. I'm guessing 15 years ago, and I'm on the TV, and the TV would just barely fit in there. It was 40, the biggest TV you could just about get back then. It was state of the art. I probably, I'm guessing, paid $800 for it 15 years ago, which was an expensive TV. It was one of the best you could get. And she asked me, did I want to take that to the lodge? Which that's Michelle's idea of anything she wants to get rid of our house. You want to take the lodge? Hell no, I don't need it out here. I took we took that sucker out today. That some bitch weighed seven hundred and twelve pounds. <laughs> it's the heaviest. I I couldn't. I know why they didn't make bigger TVs. They couldn't afford. You had damn forklift <laughs> to move it them. Anywhere. You had oh. to have a moving team to. Yes, uh, I couldn't move believe it, it. But the TV has changed that much that mm-hmm. that was a state of the art TV fifteen years ago. It yep. works perfect. Oh, it looks like shit though. But it works perfect because works perfect. There's a we've got a bicycle, uh, an exercise bike in there, and I was in there and watched TV not long ago. Wrote and watched part of a movie on an exercise bike. That damn that that TV though, I couldn't give it away. I put it on Facebook and be want a free TV. Nobody bit. Forty two inch TV for yep. free for free. Nobody, and nobody, nobody bit on it. Probably because they didn't have enough friends to lift the damn thing. Well, I feel sorry for the dumpster guy because it's in the dumpster by my house. That sucker's probably right. going to break down trying to lift the damn thing up. Yeah. But uh, it, it weighed as much as a block of cement does. 
Probably. Well, oh, I can remember doing the hunting shows, and we used to have we used to have two of those TVs, and we ha- and we had a we had this big ass booth that that we built made of wood, so you had to lug that freaking thing in. That's heavy enough, and then they then they had two two slots for two TVs to go up, same size, forty two inch TV, got the big back to it, and that was a that was a chore to get those TVs up there. Yeah, it's the same. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Now, how's our setup? We use a pop-up deal that's on, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's just a... And we got a bigger TV now. Yeah, we got a 60-inch flat-screen TV that goes on a... Goes up like a champ. Yep. It's just just the way things have gotten better. So, now now that you say that, uh, I mean, we've made things too nice to go to even be outside. We perfected inside. We got no reason to go outside. People don't go to hunting shows no more, though, like they used to. No, they don't. Because of the internet and technology. Right. Exactly. And that's going to progress. Texas Trophy Hunters, how many How many people did they used to uh, have go through the door? Three day, there's a, there's a three-day hunting show in August. It used to be the third weekend in August. They've moved it to the first weekend in August for Fort Worth. Fort Worth, is the, there's a series of hunting shows put on by Texas Trophy Hunters. There's Houston, San Antonio, Fort Worth and Corpus Christi. Um, Fort Worth was always the one that we go to because that's where the majority of our clientele comes from, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In the heyday, how many people would go through the door? The first year I did it, I would guess, and, and it got so big it was in two buildings. Right. When I first went there, it was just in the big main building. Mm-hmm. And I would guess fifty to 60,000 people probably over three days, and it was standing room only. I mean, they pushed you down the aisle. Yeah, I can remember as a kid. Everything seems bigger when you're as a kid, but I remember going to the bathroom as a kid and literally having to fight my way. Uh, beer spilled on me the whole walk. You know, just it was shoulder-to-shoulder crowd, and people moved like a wave in front of your booth. Yeah, you had we, to buy two booths. Yeah, just for one to pull people into so they could talk to us. Because the, the crowd would just push them away yes. from you. It was crazy. It was just, it was like being in Central Park. And now what's it like? It's very slow. And yeah. I'm guessing it's a bigger venue now. And yeah. I'm guessing the attendance is probably fifteen to 20,000. And I may be wrong. It may be a lot more than that, but I just don't think it is. You think it's 20,000 people go through that show? I would think probably maybe it's bigger. I'm just guessing. I don't know. But they, they're, 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 their numbers are way down. Way, way down. But, but people don't go. But there's not the outfitters there used to be there anymore. Yeah. It's there's not very many outfitters. And there's not very many people. Because. People, back then, people would come to that show and they would book their hunts up. I would sell a third to two-thirds of my hunts at that show. People didn't pre-book like they do now. I mean, we and, and we were running 90 95% return business back then. Mm-hmm. But people still would seem like they would book their hunt that weekend. But I would go there and I would write a third of my business for the whole year at that show. And it would be just guy come up and throw his business card down. He said, hey, because the crowd's pushed him. He'd say, hey, Jeff. He said, put us down on these dates right here. And I'd write it on the back of the business card. I'd staple it into my book. Mm-hmm. And that would be it. And I'd call him. And I used to have to send their old invoices out by regular mail. Print Not them email. out. Put them Not- in an envelope. Mail them out. Now it's email. I, don't, I haven't sent an invoice out to someone by mail in 10 years probably. But the whole business changed because people come to that show just to book a hunt and to buy stuff, to buy goods. Had a guy across from us used to sell deer stands. Same mm-hmm. guy was across from me for probably ten years, and he, and it was always funny because he had a bunch of stands inside and he had a bunch of stands outside, and he would have a guy work for him and he would stand outside and the guy would outside would sell would would load everything up. Well, by the end of the show, they were taking the stuff from inside outside. When it was all over, they didn't have nothing left. Yeah. Many times I said I had guys sell products next to me that would sell all their products out. You'd never, and they'd be leaving on Sunday early. That never happens. Not when you got that big ass booth like we had with all the mounts. Remember when we used to take twenty mounts to the damn hunting yeah. show too. We ain't taking a mount to show in years. The thing, the things we had to do to sell a hunt. Yep. Do you think that helped anything or not? I think we just sold the same damn thing. If we just had a TV like we do now. Right. I don't think people come to look at our mounts anyways. Probably not. But, you know, some, some people think that it's an eye-catching thing that gets them to walk in. Those people that go to the safari club shows, they have the big boost with all the stuff. But you know what? The, the, that hasn't – I don't know if it's because it's such a grand show to go to. The that they safari get, club one? Yeah, and it's such a big money group of people that want to show off for each other. Probably. That go there. Dick because, measuring contest. Exactly. And so there's a lot of that going on there still. Yeah. 
But you're selling a guy $150,000 hunt in Africa. You're going to give him a bottle of champagne while he sits there and visits with you? We got to go to that show. No, I wouldn't want to. It's in January. Imagine them high-dollar peckerheads you'd be dealing with. I can tell you this much for people listening to this. It'd be terrible. If you're dealing with a guy that has got millions and millions of dollars, he's a trust fund baby, he's never had to work in his life, he's going to be a real pain in the ass. Pain in your pecker. If you're hunting with somebody that has worked for his money and has got a lot of money, usually he's not a bad guy at all. But those lucky sperm club members are a pain in the ass. And you would figure that would be backwards. Like the guy that, that has scraped and, and saved and earned all year long to come on, on a hunt and then has a bad one. Those are the guys that are that are just happy to be out into the spread and seeing wildlife and seeing the birds and, uh, you know, seeing some birds work. But you get those peckerwoods that uh, come from money. And those are the first guys, and they will bitch from the time the sun comes up to the till till you're pulling out of the field. They will do nothing but bitch, and it, but the guy that works and saves and all that stuff, he's just he's happy to be there. You would figure, you know, he'd be like, "Well, sh- this was a shitty investment on my money." Can you imagine? Worked. Can you imagine the guy, the, the the kid that's already the lucky sperm donor? Yep. That. In today's world, with all his instant gratification, can you imagine how big a pain in the ass he's going to be in 20 years? Mm. Like that, uh, what was that kid that killed that that other person? The affluenza kid. Oh, yes. Said he was too rich to know right from wrong. That's crazy. Brave new world. And I'm going to throw this little plug out here for teachers in this country. If you're a teacher, God bless you. Because I can't imagine the crap you have to put up with. And we live in a small town because we're sheltered from a lot of things. Because yeah. we still live in a town where if your kid does something wrong, someone might get onto your kid that, that's not raising your kid. Because if I see a kid do something wrong, I'll say something to him. And we have that still in a small town. You know who your kids are hanging out with. And the kind of the village raises the idiot type deal works here real for everybody. But you get in a big city, and I just I don't know how they do it. I'd hate to be a teacher in a bigger city. Uh, I've noticed that just in the field, got kids don't kids do not have an interest in, <clears throat> you know, during hunting season we uh we wake up about four o'clock, meet our clients about five, and we're setting out decoys and it might be cold and stuff. And when I, I can remember being a kid and just loving it, the shittier the weather, you put snow on top of it and we're we're gonna have a good time. Kids today they have I've I've had more kids this last year just sit in the truck while we set out the decoys. They just, there's no grit anymore. No, except for the kids from Louisiana. The kids boys, from Louisiana will, will, yeah. But they're born doing that. You get a lot of kids from like Dallas and stuff, and they just, they, they, they're not about it. They're not, there's not a more polite kid out there than them kids from Louisiana too. Mr. Jeff, yeah. Miss Michelle, very polite young men. So speaking of teachers, what do you think of the stuff going on in Oklahoma? I saw where they went back to work today. They're supposed to. They got their raise. I don't know if they got their raise or not. I saw where the the governor was telling them they need to go back to work. I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't really looked into all of that stuff. Teachers are very underpaid. Yes. Very very underpaid, and and they're not a pro, schools are not a priority, and I I don't get that because I'm real big on giving the kids more, and we need to have more, and I. Our school doesn't do a lot of things financially for our kids. I think they should do with newer technology stuff, and that's driving me nuts. They've all got laptops. Now, but they, it took a long time. It took forever to get college right. courses. There's just some things that we could have done here right. a little faster. That's okay. all I'm saying. I'm not okay. knocking the school just a little faster. And and it wore, that, that drove me nuts that we weren't more cutting edge on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't get that when you're raising your future, why you're not more cutting edge the whole way, the whole state. And I understand the financial aspect of the, the state, but the state of Texas is sitting on a bunch of money. They could help the schools a little bit. I don't believe in the Robin Hood plan. I don't think it's fair to take school, schools money from schools that are a big tax drawn base and give it to poor kids. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's fair to those kids whose parents work hard to put them in those schools right. to have to share their money that they're paying the taxes on. So I guess kind of a hypocrite on that way. But well, I think and, the state ought to help more. And you're pushing for more technology. Yes, I mean, so. It's such a double-edged sword because technology has made things so, so incredible for us. But it is also just the common sense that we see now is just diminished, to say the least. And I think it's because of technology. But I'm not giving up my iPhone. 
Well, our kids are the future, but we need to go back to some basics. Yeah. And the testing, all I do is, my wife is friends with a lot of teachers, so we're friends with, I'm friends with lots of teachers, and I'm around a lot of them. And, and, and coaches are good friends of mine. I've got a lot of people that are educators I'm friends with. And I've heard this forever, the STAR test, which is we have in Texas. And I don't understand why we put everything into some testing. What, what, what happened to the schools that we hit, the, the stuff we did in the 70s? Was that bad? Or the 60s? I mean, do the Japanese kids have star tests? I don't know. I've seen some stuff on Facebook about that. and I guess they were light years ahead of us in I, the educational system. Well, I saw a deal on them the other day. You know, in Japan, a lot of the kids, they, grow, they have their own school gardens. Mm-hmm. Those kids grow their own yep. food and they eat. They don't eat the shit we have. Our kids, are, the thing we feed our kids at school is horrible. We eat better at the lodge, I'm, a, I'm a, at the bachelor big honkers because at lunchtime around here, it's just the guys this time of year. We eat better. We have, we grill out. And I'm not talking about steaks. We'll have pork chops. We'll have grilled chicken. Chicken's cheap. Mm-hmm. We have grilled chicken, uh, bologna sandwiches with uh, lettuce and tomatoes on them. We have fresh vegetables here all the time. We eat better, and it's not expensive. You can do better than feeding the crap them kids have to eat. And, and the schools, I mean, they're, they they only serve certain things. It's not right. Yeah, Hell, I'd give the kids red beans and rice. It'd be better than what they're getting. Let them eat all they want. <laughs> Because the food wasn't that bad when I was there. Well, the stuff that it doesn't look very appetizing. Well, it's an institutional food. That and they could do better than that. Well, they could I probably mean, should, but 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 the state handcuffs your the former federal first lady is the one that pressed, pushed all that. Oh, she's a fucking idiot. Well, anybody listen to Michelle Obama about anything? It's kind of like listening to Oprah. Oprah Winfrey wants to tell people how they should handle their marriage, how they should raise their kids. <laughs> she, she ain't ever been married. She ain't got no kids. She's never been married? Hell no. I thought she'd been divorced a lot. No, she's never been married. I'll be. But she tells everybody about all them old... How to do it. All them lonely women on her show wanting yeah. free shit all the time, talking about their spouse and stuff. Well, hell, she ain't got a clue. She didn't have a clue. Until you've and had She doesn't kids. have a clue on how to be broke either. No, shit. Well, no. I mean, I shouldn't say that she because... She grew up poor. She grew up poor and she worked her ass off to get where she was. I'm not denying that any of that. I don't know what her Maybe she is. remembers things from her past about being poor. And she probably does a lot to help people. I'm sure she does. I'm, personally, honestly, I think she's a racist. Why? I just do. I think she's just, she's. You don't think she helps? I'm sure she helps out white people too. When she went to Amarillo on that big lawsuit against NBC and the guy that owned the Spike Box Ranch, she, drove, she flew in in her black jet, her black limo, and had all black people working for her. To me, that's a sign of a racist. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, everything she does, her show, it's all black stuff. I think she's a racist. I've never watched her show. show. I, can, I cannot comment I don't on watch that. her show, but she's got the Oxygen Channel or whatever it is. And that's almost all black shows. I'm probably talking out my ass here and probably going to get reamed on this because I really don't know. I just That's my thoughts on the woman. I can see the hate emails coming in now. Yeah, that's right. She hangs out with Michelle Obama. I think Michelle Obama's a racist, too. That's, a, that's, a, that's quite a claim. You don't think she is? Hmm... I don't know. I mean, that's that's such a. You're a sellout. <laughs> you are. You're a sellout. You're gonna leave me right here hanging on this deal. We could go down together. No, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what what Michelle Obama has done other than change the school cafeteria. She ain't done lunch. shit. She spent all our money traveling with I, her daughters all over the world. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of money that didn't make them a racist. Well, you're, you're right about that, but I think she is. I mean, maybe she is. I saw her stand up for all for the Michael Brown stuff and, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. I have no, no use for that. that. Yes, now she's right in the middle of all that stuff. Yeah. You don't you don't get in the middle of that crap. That cop was innocent anyways. All of them, yeah. have been innocent, and they got right in the middle of it. Oh, those poor! It wasn't poor people. He was a thug. Yeah, there are a lot of innocent black kids that have been shot. Mm-hmm. That and and that there was an issue on. That wasn't the case, but she shouldn't get in the middle of it. Not until due process is, yeah. is and I'm gonna and, tell you, and no details of the case had even come out yet. And, no, and they were commenting on and it. And if Melania Trump tomorrow that same thing happened and she did that, I'd say the same thing about her. If she did what? If she did the same crap Michelle Obama then did with oh, the, the Michael Brown stuff, I'd say. Oh, if Melania, okay. Yeah, I would I have thought, no I use thought, for that. I thought you said one of the you know you Obama don't. Girls. I lost all respect for the Obamas with the police officers. Yeah, I've always thought Barack Obama. If he came in our office right now and sit down and visit with us, I think he'd be an interesting guy to talk to. 
Very charismatic. Very charismatic. I would love to sit and visit with him. I'd like to have lunch with the guy. I really would. I'd like to pick his brain. I think he'd be an interesting guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. I really do. But a matter of fact, if I had to choose between having lunch with George W. Bush or Barack Obama, I would eat with Barack Obama. Why? Because you think you would differ more? I think we'd have a lot more. Yeah, I think we'd be a lot You would different. have more to talk about? Yeah, I think we'd have a lot more to talk about. I think George W. Bush really cares about our troops. And I, I think he's they're cut from the same mold. They're all politicians, regardless. I like yeah. George W. Bush. I supported him then. I wasn't real happy with him by the time he got out of office. I never was a supporter of Obama by any means. But I would like to sit and visit with Obama. Well... I doubt that's going to happen. It ain't never going to happen. But it would be he would be an interesting of all the people alive in the United States right now. He would be one of the ones I would top pick if I could have lunch with to visit with. I want to talk to Trump, the Trump train. See, I think I'd rather I'd rather visit with Obama. I got less. I'd like to just pick. We're so different. I'd like to. I'd like to just talk. I'd to Like him. to see what uh, what he was thinking whenever he was free free everything free college. Yeah, free I would like to pick his brain in a real conversation where nobody gets mad, right. just a debate and visit and think. Why, Not even you, a debate, just a conversation. Just a conversation. Why do you think this? You know why? Why? Why do you think the Muslims have been so great for our country? I'd really like to ask him that. Yeah, because I, I don't know of anything they've done in history for our country. I'm sure there's been some Muslims have invented some great things. Yeah, but I don't know of anything that a Muslim did to benefit our country. We bent over backwards for a lot of people that we shouldn't have. Yes. I don't think he was America first. No, he's I, not I, at all. I <clears throat> Now, let me back this up. I think he, in his mind, he was America first, but he wanted to show, what, what was his quote, strength by weakness or something like that, or, or lead from behind or something like that. You can't lead from behind. I understand. I, I'm very happy with the guy that we got now. He's a winner, I think. Um, the spending bill kind of... You know, took the wind out of my sails a little bit on him, but I think I think he genu- genuinely cares about America in the way that we were twenty or thirty years ago. I think Obama was trying to move us forward, and I don't, I don't, you know, move us forward in in different areas of the world. And you know, we came across as weak, and I think we've hurt ourselves oh, tremendously. I think, I think a lot of our problems in Syria is because we were weak for a long. The red line? Yep. I think that didn't help anything at all. And I think Syria, there's going to be some issues there coming down the pipe. I'll tell you, a, a deal I saw today, I read a lot, and I get a lot of time to read, so I do try to read a little bit. I read today a story about McDonald's. And I don't know how true this was, but McDonald's, their bacon, like if you order bacon on something, yeah, their bacon, they have to thaw out and put in a microwave to warm up because they can't put it on their fresh bacon on their grill because their grills are supposed to be hollow. Approved, Hala. some Muslim deal, H A L A L, and if, if if they put bacon on that grill, then they can't cook meat on it, and a Muslim can't go in there and eat something. Now, I didn't think, I don't know what Muslims eat or not. Anyways, I guess they eat hamburgers. Well, we've got a guy that works for McDonald's. Just ask him. Well, I'm, I'm going to. I haven't had a chance yet. I just read it today. Hala, Hala, but but I don't know if that's true or not. So I'm not jumping off down. I like McDonald's, but if that's true. Here we are appeasing 3% of the people, population, which is Google's numbers, 3% of people in America are Muslims. What happens to the other 97%? People don't give a shit about them. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of being the minority when I'm in the majority. And I, you know what? For me, if I don't go to McDonald's ever again, I really don't give a shit. Now, Whataburger does that, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. Can't have Whataburger doing that. If you're not from Texas, Whataburger is the shit. Fresh, oh, it's delicious. Best hamburger in America. A lot better than In-N-Out Burger. Uh, oh, come on. Whataburger's good. I like In-N-Out. I like the size of In-N-Out. The In-N-Out Burger. Whataburger's 100 times better. But yeah, I hadn't been to a McDonald's in, I bet, six years. I bet, I've had breakfast there a couple times, but I hadn't had a burger from McDonald's there in forever. And their stuff's steady all the time. I mean, it's the same meal everywhere you go. And but I would rather stop at a Waterburger than McDonald's any day. Yes. And if I had my if I had to choose, and I had to choose between Chick Fil A and Waterburger, that's a tough choice because they're both excellent. I'm going. I'm going Chick Fil A. And, and both of <laughs> them. I don't know. You go buy Waterburger, and they got God Bless America in their signs all over their stores. Waterburger does. Yes, in their windows. And you go into Chick Fil A, and it's God Bless America too. And my pleasure, sir. 
mm-hmm. and both great business plans, great people, and they're busy all the time. Yeah, that's another one. Didn't the, didn't what didn't the Democrats try to shut down Chick Fil A for something? Uh, yeah, because weren't they? They're closed on Sunday, so. Or was it no homosexuals there working there or something? Ah, shit, I can't. It remember. was a social deal, and they and were going to make a big deal out of it, and all they did was make them busier. Yeah, I think it was a gay thing. I it was remember what it was. It was something, and they. <clears throat> yeah, Chick Fil A's gotten a lot busier from that. Chichi- Isn't that something? The Democrats dig their heels in on something, and just just like Obama with the guns, he was the greatest gun salesman in Amer- in American history. Until that hog kid come around. Yeah, now that hog kid. I mean, shit. Everybody bought. Everybody I knew when Obama was president was buying up guns and, and ammo they, and they, and and ammo. And when I thought Hillary was going to win, I went through a little mini prepper stage, and I got more guns and ammo. What happened to all them prepper shows now that she didn't win? Oh, they're gone. I mean, ain't that yeah. funny how that's how bad things were that they actually yeah. had shows about the about the end of end of civilization in America. I was worried about it. The I'll civil- never I'll never forget that night. S- sitting up until three in the morning. Oh, it's a great night. You know what? That civil war wouldn't last very long. Because you seen them little snowflakes? Yeah. I saw a funny quote today. It said, in a world full of snowflakes, be the heat. Yep. I, an- another thing that I find very, very entertaining is these ladies that want to chastise the right for de- de- demonizing women. or de- What's the word I'm looking for? Not demonizing when they want to... Uh, sexual sexualize them or yeah sex yeah you know what I'm talking yeah. about I don't know what the word I, make some, them a sex object you make them a sex object and they wear pasties on their nipples yeah. and they wear panties little panties and shit I think it's just an excuse for a bunch of big cows to dress like sluts did you see that one lady without the shirt on that stormed Bill Cosby yes it was great <laughs> did you see the picture of Bill he can't see though he's blind oh he is he's blind now oh so he don't know what the fuck he's looking at I saw a tacky a tacky meme like he's looking around the corner like Come over here, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was blind. Would you like some Kool-Aid? I didn't know he was blind. Yep. His eyes are p- pretty blue, though. I think I think he's I think he's blind now, legally blind. Oh. But regardless, though, I mean, what is... So she takes her clothes off in front of a guy that's a sexual predator. And wrote all over herself. Yeah, I mean, I just don't... But all them women that wearing the, the pussy hats and all that shit. And <laughs> half Nasty of them are, woman. Yeah. And half of them are topless. And the, 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 I saw one where a lady was in front of Hooters. And she was half naked with shit wrote all over her tits and stuff. And here these Hooter girls are come out looking good. And she looks like a, she's nasty looking. And mm-hmm. she's like, don't make me a sex object. Well, you keep standing in front of them women. You ain't got to worry about yeah. that shit. Nobody's looking at you, sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, it's just politically correct. Nonsense. Well, I think we've said enough. I don't even know what we started out talking about today. Uh, oh, we did. We started out on the cotton picking deal. And we ended up at Hooters with... Ugly women in front of a Hooters making fun of the women that are in there that look good or something. We've covered a lot of stuff. What do you want to plug? What do I want to plug today? Yeah. I did Columbia, and you made fun of me for that. That's garbage. Columbia is not garbage. It's great, great stuff. And now you're killing our chance to ever be sponsored by Columbia. You can be sponsored by them. Well, I'm going to because I'm, I'm going to stand gonna, up. I'm going to decline it. Columbia, home of the big and tall and short and fat clothes. It always gets me to say big and tall, and you're short and fat, and that's where you shop at. Yeah. I guess I think it makes us feel better if we just tell people we're big and tall. We're big and tall. Not short and fat. No. But they sell short and fat clothes, and that makes them a good place. Columbia makes a good product. Anyways, Big Honker Lodge, www.stanfieldhunting.com. Share our podcast. If you look us up on Facebook at Stanfield Hunting, Facebook, our Facebook page, we are going to give away a deer hunt for sharing this podcast on your Facebook. So share it and it'll be there'll be directions on the Stanfield Hunting Facebook here in the next couple of days on what you need to do to, to win a deer hunt with lodging and meals. Three day hunt. Anyways, that's really about all it is. Next next show we'll talk about hunting. We'll do a hunting show next time. Yeah, we've kind of got a little little bit of politics, a little bit of hunting. So hope that uh hope that this has made your car ride or whatever you're doing. Running, I need to start running a little bit more. Hopefully, we've made it a little bit, a little bit more entertaining. Uh, send us your emails. Uh, you can you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram is at Andy underscore Shaver. Go give me a follow. Um, 
you know, keep up with what I'm doing. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Love to love to uh, see what you like about the show, what you dislike. So give us uh, give us a little bit of feedback, and we will uh, we will be very very appreciative to it. So anyway, we're gonna sign off now. Hope you have a good day, good night, whatever, wherever you're at, whenever you're listening to it. And God bless. Peace.